Well, good morning. I apologize for uh, if my voice cuts out today, but we will get through this together. It is good to be with you this morning and as we come to this time of worship. Any day we get to be together in order to raise our voices in song and prayer to the Lord is a special day. As you can see, things have changed since last week. We are grateful for all those that were a part of making this happen. Uh, it is beautiful, and as you will notice in your announcements, there is the poinsettia order form, uh, which will make it even more beautiful. As uh, those come in, we're hoping to have those, uh, is my understanding, for the, uh, the 17th and the 24th, so that we'll be able to enjoy uh, that time uh, of beauty throughout the season. Also, if you look in your announcements, uh, there's an envelope that was being passed out. Uh, this is for our Christmas uh, Advent offering, and it's going to be going towards our benevolence fund in order to make sure that when people call the church in need, that we are able to help them, uh, even if it's just a little bit, to help them uh, in that difficult time. So hopefully you'll be able to support that in order to support the church. We do want to thank you for all the support you've already given uh, for Thanksgiving meals and the St. Paul's Christmas tree. Uh, those things are things that will keep on giving as people understand uh, what they have been given. There is an Advent calendar that we printed out that came from the conference that they put together. There's, I think we printed out like 10 copies. I know some people have already taken them. Uh, it is also available electronically uh, if, if you want to look for that on the West Isle Conference uh, website. But there is some printed out for a few families if they would like to pick those up. Don't forget, Blue Christmas today, uh, beginning at 2.15, uh, Marianne Spar will be uh, sharing her gifts on the harp uh, before that service, so come a little bit early if you uh, want, are planning on being a part of that today. Then uh, later in the evening, at around 5 o'clock, we'll be gathering uh, in the Fellowship Hall uh, for a, a time of the church to begin our time of celebrating Christmas together throughout uh, this season as well. The next Sunday, the Christmas concert, which I am looking forward to experiencing for the first time, uh, is going to be right up here on the stage, and I can just envision how full it's going to be uh, with all the musicians, and it's going to be something that you do not want to miss. Uh, and then coming up uh, after that, the Mary and Martha second uh, month of event is going to be coming, so Women, uh, it was a great time, I, I hear, from, from all those that participated last time. So if you didn't make it then, uh, come on out and be a part of that. It is something uh, that they really, really enjoyed. And don't forget the blood drive coming up. It is always important for us to be able to give when we can, if that's something that you can do. With that, let us begin our time of worship as we listen to the prelude.
We'll now have the lighting of the candle of hope. And if you would stand as you are able for our call to worship, please. From ancient times, no ear has heard, no eye has seen, no one has witnessed any God but you. If only you could tear down the hands. You watch over those who do right, who love justice and follow your way. If only you could tear down the hands. We cannot save ourselves. We need you, Lord God. We light the candle of hope. We call on your name, trusting in you. If you would remain standing, please, for our opening hymn, People Look East, number 202 in your Methodist hymnal. We will be singing verses 1, 2, and 4 this morning. Thank you. You may be seated. Please join me in our opening prayer printed in your bulletin. God of glory, your power darkens the skies and causes the moon to grow dim. When we scatter to the four winds, gather us from the ends of the earth and restore us as your people. Awaken us from slumber that we may be found ready when the master of the house returns. Amen. If the children would come forward this morning for the children's moment, please. Good morning. Good morning. I have a bunch of stuff. I just hid it today. So what did I bring? A wreath. Did anybody pay attention to this? Do you know what that is? It's a, it's a wreath. It's, yes, it has Advent candles. It's an Advent wreath. I had to look this up. I have note cards because I had to look it up. So Advent wreaths were, in, were invented in Germany in 1839. Did anybody else know that? I didn't know that. 
there was a schoolmaster who was also a pastor. And the kids kept saying, when's Christmas, when's Christmas, when's Christmas, when's Christmas, when's Christmas, when's Christmas, when's Christmas. And he kept saying, in 25 days, in 24 days, in 23 days. So finally, he got so tired of them asking, when's Christmas, when's Christmas, when's Christmas. He took a great big wagon wheel. And he divided the wagon wheel up into four uh, quadrants. And on each quadrant, he put a candle. And every Sunday during church, he would light a candle. So then the children would know Christmas was coming. And it was getting closer. And then he decided that the candles should have meaning. So does anybody remember what was the candle of today? Right. So the first candle today is hope. Can you take that and you twist it at the bottom? Go the other way. There. Hold it up high. You can see a light, can't you? Even if it's one light, you can see it. Well, next Sunday, the candle is going to be faith. So we're going to add a candle. Can you twist it at the bottom? Okay. The third Sunday is pink. And the legend is, so the third Sunday is joy, and it's pink. And it's different because now we're more than halfway to Christmas. And the children would just ask and ask and ask and he could say look we're more than halfway the last candle can you twist it at the bottom you might have to go the other way do you need help okay the last candle is peace oh look you guys Oh, look at all that light. And then, did you notice that there's a candle in the middle? Did you look at that? There's a candle in the middle. Why is there a candle in the middle? Nobody knows? That stands for Christmas Day. Almost. Why do we celebrate Christmas? Is it Jesus? Yeah, it's the... It's the Christ candle. I have that one. And you know what? If we put Christ in the middle of hope, joy, peace, you don't remember. (laughs) It surrounds us. So this is what we're going to do. We're just going to keep Christ in the middle, in the middle of all of us. And that's how we're going to celebrate Advent, the time of waiting. Okay, let's pray. Thank you, God, for coming to us as a little child. It is hard to wait. It's hard to wait for your coming, but we are so excited. Be with us this week as we go about our daily our, our daily duties in school. Amen. Okay, can we turn them off? And you can just put them here. Oh, you turn it the other way. Do join us now in our prayer hymn, Great is Thy Faithfulness, number 140 in your hymnal.
as we come into our time of prayer and we keep in mind the candle of hope, let that be our focus this morning. Let's go for our Lord in prayer. Gracious and merciful God, we come to you as the body of Christ. Lord, we come to you with this understanding of who you are, who you have called us to be, and that you have made us aware of your Son who came for us. Lord, it is in this that we have hope. And we have hope for not just the, what Christ can do for us, but we have hope for each and every day. Lord, we thank you for how you interact with us in our lives in every situation. Lord, I ask that you would be in the midst of those things that are in immediate focus for us. Lord, I know there are a couple this week who have endured surgery. Lord, I ask that you be with them and that you would continue to heal them in this time of need. There are those like myself who are struggling with different various colds and, and things that keep us a little less than what we would like to be. But in the midst of it all, Lord, we can always have hope, knowing that this is just something that we are enduring. But in you, we have eternity. These things are momentary, but in you, it is forever. So Lord, give us that hope. In everything that we experience, in the walks that we take, the times of joy and times of sorrow, that all of them we take with confident faith in the hope that you are in our lives guiding it through anything and everything. And for this we are grateful. Let us now share together the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Friends, we are the church. And if it wasn't for the church, then people around us would have no opportunity in order to experience Jesus Christ in a way that is something that happens common to them every day. But as we walk with them in our every day, we have the opportunity to say, I know Jesus. And as with that of being in this place, it gives us the opportunity to touch many lives. Ushers, would you please wait upon us?
Please join together in this prayer of dedication. You have enriched us in every way, O God, through our faith in Christ Jesus. You have granted us grace and blessed us with every spiritual gift. In gratitude for your many blessings, we offer our tithes and offerings this day. Enrich and bless these gifts that they may go into the world and help build your kingdom. Amen. Please remain standing as we hear the gospel. Today's gospel lesson is taken from the book of Mark, chapter 13, verses 24 to 37. In those days, after the suffering of that time, the sun will become dark and the moon won't give its light. The stars will fall from the sky and the planets and other heavenly bodies will be shaken. Then they will see the human one coming in the clouds with great power and splendor. Then he will send the angels and gather together his chosen people from the four corners of the earth, from the ends of the earth to the ends of heaven. Learn this parable from the fig tree. After its branch becomes tender and it sprouts new leaves, you know that summer is near. In the same way, when you see these things happening, you know that he is near, at the door. I assure you that this generation won't pass away until all these things happen. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will certainly not pass away. But nobody knows when that day or hour will come, not the angels in heaven and not the Son. Only the Father knows. Watch out. Stay alert. You don't know when the time is coming. It is as if someone took a trip, left the household behind, and put the servants in charge, giving each one a job to do, and told the doorkeeper to stay alert. Therefore, stay alert. You don't know when the head of the household will come, whether in the evening or at midnight, or when the rooster crows in the early morning or at daybreak. Don't let him show up when you weren't expecting and find you sleeping. What I say to you, I say to all, stay alert. The word of God for the people of God. God. Oh. 
to show God's love aright. She bore to us a Savior when half spent was the flower whose fragrance tender with sweetness fills the air dispels with glorious splendor the darkness Everywhere, true man yet very God. From sin and death he saves us and lightens every Thank you, Carol. Thank you, Vic. Well, last Sunday uh, was Christ the King or Reign of Christ Sunday, which marked the end of the Christian year. We focused our attention on Jesus' reign being fully established and him bringing his bride, the church, into his eternal kingdom. But we also wrestled with the hard truth that many will not be included in this eternal blessing. In the end, Jesus, in all his glory and authority, determines who humbly aligns their lives with his and his purposes in cooperation with the Holy Spirit. Now today, a new Christian year launches with the beginning of the season of Advent. Advent is the season where we anticipate the anniversary of the incarnation of God with us in the Christ child wrapped in swaddling clothes and laid in a manger. And at the same time, it is a season reminding us that God incarnate Jesus Christ himself is coming to reveal the new heaven and the new earth. Over the next four weeks, we'll be using retired Bishop Will Willimon's book, Heaven and Earth, Advent and the Incarnation, as inspiration for our Advent sermon series. Willimon suggests this, it's not within our own power to make a fresh start. If we're to have a future different from the past, it must come as a gift, something not of our devising. What we need is a God who refuses to be trapped in eternity, a creator who is not aloof from our time. We need a God who not only cares about us, but who is willing to show up among us and do something with us here, now. Good news, Advent, marking the church's new year, says in a number of different ways, that's just the sort of God we've got. So this month, we will be reflecting on the gospel readings relevant to the first and the second Advents of Christ. And on this first Sunday of Advent, we begin with Jesus' discussion with his disciples, preparing them for, and us for his return. So meanwhile, between Christ's first and next advent, what do we do? Jesus' first disciples, who had been by his side for nearly three years, were just beginning to understand that the first advent of Christ, the advent of, of their Messiah, wasn't turning out like they had imagined. 
Jesus wasn't the warrior king that that they had hoped for that would free them from Rome's oppression. In fact, Jesus kept telling them that he would suffer and die at their hands and that their temple would be destroyed. They didn't understand it all and questioned Jesus over and over again. How could the Messiah they had waited so long for be taken away before his reign could bring about peace to his people. But Jesus assured them the old prophecies of an everlasting kingdom of God would be realized through him. And he shared, in those days, after the suffering of that time, the sun will become dark and the moon won't give its light. The stars will fall from the sky and the planets and other heavenly bodies will be shaken. Then they will see the human one coming in the the clouds with great power and splendor. Then he will send the angels and gather together his chosen people from the four corners of the earth, from the end of the earth to the end of heaven. See this imagery of the coming of of the reign of Christ comes straight from the prophets. Like the likeness of Joel, Ezekiel, and Amos. It is imagery describing a change of cosmic proportions that must occur by the initiation and the power of God to not only change the direction that the world is headed, but to start anew. To start anew with the chosen people of God gathered from all time and place within God's created order. Now, being among those looking forward to that glorious transition, we must hear Jesus when he says that until that time comes, suffering that exists in this world will persist from sin's consequences and penalty, as well as from disease and decay. It is true, in the meantime, we are not immune from experiencing all suffering in a fallen world. However, in the meantime, we are not left in the dark. We have experienced the first advent, the incarnation of Christ, who is the light of the world under His reign. In all our suffering, we have the Lord's presence and power within us. And nothing can take that away from us. So meanwhile, waiting on Christ's next advent, we persevere with hope. Our hope is not uh, only in the future. Our hope is now. Our hope is in Jesus. Our hope is in the Holy Spirit who gives us a real sense of Christ's presence and power. In Christ, we have hope. Not despair. Now friends, despair is always knocking at the door. It looks different for each of us depending on our specific situations, the internal and external influences in our lives and how we interpret the events and activities across the globe, both near and far. So thinking of Russia and Ukraine and Israel and Hamas, we question how much longer Will there be war? Grieving loved ones lost due to cancer, Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, etc. We wonder, will disease ever end? And having and hearing of yet another mass shooting, we ask, will violence always be humanity's answer to their problems? There is an end to these things. And Jesus gives us his word saying, heaven and earth will pass away. But my words will certainly not pass away. But nobody knows when that day or hour will come. Not not the angels in heaven and not the son. Only the father knows. Watch out. Stay alert. You don't know. When the time is coming. Waiting on Jesus and his promises to be fulfilled is is hard. And it is easy for us to be lulled asleep with complacency and frustration while we wait. 
Willimon wrote, Therefore, a cardinal Advent virtue is patience, the faithful willingness to wait, to not have God on demand, to allow God to come and to go as God pleases, to let Christ enter our time in Christ's own good time. Besides, grace, meaning gift, is not grace if it's at our command. Why is God taking so long to fulfill the cosmic heaven and earth shaking promises of Mark 13? Maybe God takes God's time in order to give us more time. Willimon goes on noting, God has given us over 2,000 years since the first advent to see our wayward ways, to turn to Jesus and experience the transformation in us and in the world. Yet, we still have a long, long way to go. There's still time for us. There's still time for us and the world to be gathered among the chosen. So instead of frustration or complacency setting in while we wait, we expect the next advent with vigilance. This kind of urgency places hope in the forefront and displaces despair. Expecting with vigilance sets priorities in our life which express our faith in Jesus' transforming word. Alertness while we wait hones our focus on the Holy Spirit's leading in all of our coming days. See, we don't know when the next Advent will come. But we can trust that the God of grace and mercy will send Jesus at the right time. Until then, we pray, come, Lord Jesus, and follow his ways. Like the Israelites who waited thousands of years for the first advent of Christ, Christians have been waiting thousands of years for the second. Christians had already been waiting decades when Mark's gospel was written. There really isn't much difference in us from Mark's first readers of his gospel. So Mark encouraged his readers then and us now to stay on the course and stay engaged by using Jesus' own words. See, Jesus, speaking about the wait, said, It is as if someone took a trip, left the household behind and put the servants in charge, giving each one a job to do and told the doorkeeper to stay alert. Therefore, stay alert. You don't know when the head of the household will come, whether in the evening or at midnight, or when the rooster crows in the early morning or at daybreak. Don't let him show up when you weren't expecting and find you sleeping. What I say to you, I I say to all, stay alert. See, in this parable, it is clear that Jesus is the head of household who, who has left and put the servants us in charge of stewarding the household. It only takes a moment to think of ways that Jesus gave us a job to do. Three very direct commands come to mind for me. First, simply stated, love God and love others. We know this as the greatest commandment. We make this more difficult than it has to be. Now sure, loving people is hard. But it gets easier when we love God with intentionality and a desire to know the Lord better. Investing in our relationship with God produces a heart for loving others. See, loving others means we stay alert. We stay awake to their joys and concerns and dreams and dramas and pay attention as to how we can love them in the midst of it all. Second, by the power of the Holy Spirit, be Christ's witnesses to the ends of the earth. Our faith is in Jesus Christ. Why Jesus? What's our story? We should know the answer to these questions. So all we need to do is share them when we have an opportunity. Again, stay alert and look for those opportunities. They will come when we least expect it. So be prepared. And third, 
the great commission to go and make disciples of Jesus Christ. Being witnesses is a means for introducing Jesus to others and inviting them to believe. However, we aren't just supposed to be believers. Jesus calls us to be disciples who follow his teaching, walk in his ways and extend his love to the world. Discipleship is a lifelong journey which requires constant encouragement from other disciples for us to grow in our faith and capacity to cooperate with the Holy Spirit. To work together and keep each other accountable to this work. We must watch out for complacency and frustration in the ministry and the mission of the church. We must stay awake and alert to the work that God is doing uh, around us and in us. And then respond in faith. Jesus has given us all a job to do. So meanwhile, we serve the Lord with diligence. Think about things in your life that you do with diligence. It, it, It takes thoughtfulness, attentiveness, thoroughness. Care and persistence, doesn't it? Is this the way we would describe our commitment to serving the Lord? It is easy to lose the sense of urgency when we struggle to see the impact that we make. The season of Advent. It reminds us and calls us to live with an urgency to be signs for the world. Pointing toward the one who is coming as we fulfill the great commandment and the great commission as we anticipate the next advent of Christ. So meanwhile, what do we do? We persevere with hope. Expect the next advent with vigilance and serve the Lord with diligence. Jesus is coming. Come, Lord Jesus. Come. Amen. Being that it is Advent, when we come around the table that we are invited to of Christ, we can't help but to think about what we are anticipating in this time of Advent. About God being incarnate, being present with us. As we come to this table, take a moment and just... Put that in your minds of what it means for Jesus Christ, for God incarnate to be fully present with you. And then ask for forgiveness for all the ways that you may not be providing that space for Christ to be fully present. Please take a moment of silence. Friends, Christ died while we were yet sinners. This proves God's love toward us. It is in the name of Jesus Christ that we are forgiven. Amen. God incarnate. It has been from the beginning that God has made His presence known to all of those that have been trying to flee from Him. If you look at the story from the beginning to the end, there is God always trying to interject into our lives. It began with one family and it ended up being with a nation. And now it is open to the world. 
is in this journey that we have been those that have not understood what it means for God to interject Himself into our lives. It is messy. You read the Scriptures and you see all the mess that God interjected in. We, we, we wrestle with all of the, the, the destruction that is in the Scriptures because we don't understand how can God be in it and all of this be happening. But in order for God to get in it, God's got to join us in our mess. So when Christ comes in this child to break the mold of what has always been, and Christ saying, I'm coming for you. I'm coming for you. And so he was in ministry for years with disciples that were beginning to understand more and more about what it meant for their Messiah to be so much more than just a, a, a Lord over the, the physicalness of their kingdom. That was more of an invitation to a life that was beyond what they could see. And so as he's gathering with them and they are at this meal that meant so much to them about them being freed from slavery and being redeemed. It is in their story of redemption that we understand what Christ is for us. Without their story, we don't have a story. So he's gathered with them and he he looks at this bread that they are so used to receiving. And he said, a prayer. He said, this. It's my body which is given for you. Broken and torn. As often as you eat it, do this in remembrance of me. Then after the supper, he took the cup, the cup known as the cup of redemption. And knowing that this is something that they truly understood what it meant to be freed. But then he changes what the normal prayer was. And he gave a blessing and he said, this is... My blood poured out for you and for many. It is a new covenant. The new covenant between God and humanity. It is poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. As often as you drink of it, do this in remembrance of me. Holy Spirit, come upon us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and cup. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ. That we may be the body of Christ redeemed by His blood. Holy Spirit, come and be among us and make us one with You. and One with Christ and one with the Holy Spirit. That we truly can be united. United in eternity with You. Now and forever. Amen. Our table is set. All are invited to come. We'll be serving in the pews this morning. Uh, So Mike, if you can come and help. And ushers, if you can please come forward. We'll take the bread first and hold on to it. And we'll take it together. And then we'll serve the cup and do the same thing.
body of Christ that has been given for you. Take and eat. is the blood of Christ that has been poured out for you. Take and drink. Let us pray. Gracious God, we are grateful for this meal. The meal of your presence with us. Lord, may we experience your grace in a way that gives us encouragement and hope that in all we do, we can walk with you. Amen. Our closing hymn today will be Come Thou Long Expected Jesus, uh, number 196 in your hymnal. We'll be singing verses 1 and 2.
And now please join me in the bulletin and on the screen are sending forth. Keep awake. Hope is coming to us. Keep alert. Christ is coming soon. Be ready. Christ is among us now. And go in peace in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you.